Bay. You're listening to God's House Sunday, a message from Pastor Azzalini. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. Praise God. If you turn in the word of the Lord with me this morning to the book of Haggai, chapter 1. That's a small book, so it's not one of those that's easy to find. You know, you're going to have to either know it, go to the concordance, or wait for it to be on the screen. (laughs) Haggai chapter 1, and we're going to read verse 2 and verses 4 through 8. While you're turning there, I do want to go ahead and dismiss any Sunday school children uh, that are in here. We do have classes for you downstairs. Praise God. Haggai chapter 1, verse 2 and verses 4 through 8. Is it on the screen? Amen. Beginning with verse 2. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Mm. They had a procrastinating spirit got better things to do, got bigger priorities. Verse 4, is it time for you, O ye, is the Lord's response to what they said. Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie waste? Mm. I'm having flashbacks of 2020. When the church went home and it became okay to not gather. Is it all right for you to stay in your sealed house and not come together in person? Mm. Now therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Ye have sown much and you bring in little. Anybody ever feel like you're putting in all your effort but your return is not what you hoped it would be ye eat but ye have not enough ye drink but you are not filled with drink ye clothe you but there is none warm and he that earneth wages earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes Anybody ever feel like you just can't make enough money? Feels like every time you thought you were going to get ahead, oh, it's tax return season, and the transmission says, bye-bye. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. He's saying if this is what it's like for you, then you ought to consider your ways. Because it's not supposed to be that way for my people. Mm. Go up to the mountain and bring wood. And build the house. And I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Mm. He takes pleasure 
in your kingdom investment. When you go downstairs and sign up to be on a faith team, he takes pleasure in that. When you show up here for prayer, he takes pleasure in that. Brother Burton, when you receive tithes and offerings, he takes pleasure in that. And I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. Lord, we're so thankful to be in your house today with your people. Lord, this is your church. This is your city. This is your congregation. Lord God, today, Lord, release vision in this house today. I take authority and dominion over small-mindedness. Lord God, over a poverty mindset. I take authority and dominion over small vision and small faith. And I declare in the name of Jesus that the scales will fall from our eyes. Lord, and we will see ourselves the church. Lord, the way you see us today. Greater are they that be with us than they that be with them. Give us vision today, oh God. In Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Would you give the Lord a hand clap again as you're seated? Praise God. You may be seated. Two months ago, I didn't even know Ironton existed. Don't be offended. I've lived in Ohio my entire life, and I had never heard of this church. To my knowledge, I had never driven through this part of Ohio. About a month ago, I read an article online about how Ironton once was a thriving city. Ironton proper, not including South Point and Cole Grove. See, I'm learning. There's another one, Franklin Furnace. Y'all like that furnace word down in this part of Ohio. And other surrounding areas used to boast a population of over 20,000 people just in Ironton proper. I've been your pastor for one month. And over the last month, I've had countless conversations with people all over the state of Ohio recounting the story. Telling them of how the Lord called our family to iron. About two months ago, Bishop Stark called me and said, hey, I got a couple meetings today and a whole lot of driving. He said, would you drive me? And I said, absolutely, Pastor, because that's what you do. That's what you do. I had stuff going on, but I didn't say, well, we'll have to reschedule. I got stuff going on. No, I moved the stuff on the schedule. I said, absolutely, Pastor. 
We got in the car. I said, where are we going? He said, we're going to Ironton. I said, Iron where? I said, you're going to have to put that in the GPS. He said, yeah. He said, there's a church in Ironton. He said, and they, some of the board members or a board member called me and asked me to come down and help them. They're going through a transition. Man, I feel the Lord so strong in this building. I said, all right. So let's go. And two hours and 15 minutes later, we pulled into this city. And I thought, man, they do need a church here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Don't let offense hinder you today because I'm trying to show you something, paint a picture in your mind of how God's going to turn this entire city around. We sat in that room over there, which is now the chapel, and a meeting ensued, one that I felt was above my pay grade. Things were being talked about, and I thought, man, well, I'm just the driver. Until the Holy Ghost moved. Uh, You remember that, Brother Went? And God gave me something to say in there, and something triggered in my spirit, and I thought, whoa, what's happening here? Mm. We got in the car, and I I asked Bishop, I said, who's the pastor? He said, well, they're, they're looking for a pastor, and and just kind of filled me in a little bit of the story. And, and we drove out of town. And, <laughs> and then Brother Stark called me and said, I got a call from somebody on the board said, they're interested in you. And I said, well, I'm not interested in pastoring, Bishop. <laughs> I said, I'm an evangelist. I'm very happy. I said, but if they need me to just come and minister, I'll be happy to do that. So I said, let them know that I'm available on this Wednesday night. So I came down on a Wednesday night. How many of you were here on that Wednesday night? Does anybody remember what my opening remarks were? Because I do. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. I'm not here to be your pastor. (laughs) Look at Jesus. That's right. And then something happened that night. I preached the word and God moved and I walked down right over here. And this little group right here. They said, so are you the pastor? Are you coming down here to be the pastor? Yeah, uh-huh, I'm looking at you. Will you be our pastor? Will you pray about being our pastor? Y'all disarmed me that day. I got in the car, and what you don't know is tears began to come down my face, and I thought, God, I was like, hold on now. I know I said I'd go anywhere and do anything you want me to, but, but I thought I was already doing that. Then we went to the restaurant, and they asked, so what do you think? And I said, well, I think we had a great church. And they said, no, what do you think about being pastor? And I said, Are you just going to ask me that here at B-Dubs? Yeah, Y'all make it plain, don't you, Dwight? I drove home. I called my wife. I said, I said, baby, they want me to think about coming down here and being the pastor. 
And she said, well, you're an evangelist. I said, amen. <laughs> but we ain't entertaining that talk. But I gave these men my word that I would pray and fast about it. So I went on a three-day fast. And God didn't give me a go, and he didn't give me a no. He said, go back and minister again. So I called. I think I talked to Brother Dwight, and I said, I feel released to come back and minister again, but God did not speak to me about pastoring. Y'all need to hear this story. I felt very pressed to share this because most of you got questions. So I came back for another Wednesday night, but this time I had a strategy. I said, I'm bringing my wife and children. I said, because when we pull into Ironton, Jennifer's going to let me know that I'm not called to move to Ironton. She's downstairs, but she's a little bit bougie. I'm like, babe, I don't think they got a Starbucks here. Woo. And then the Lord moved in that service. And you all asked the same questions again. You came approached me after church the same way, and it disarmed me. And I went to the hotel, and I said, babe, what do you feel? Oh, she said, oh, let's talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, I don't know how to say this. I said, but I feel like God's starting to warm my heart a little bit towards Ironton. I want you to know that I turned down four or five other pastoring opportunities before this opportunity ever opened. And I never felt a release to go to any of them. I prayed and I fasted three days again. I'm sorry this story's taking so long. And I, I talked to Jennifer again afterwards. I said, what are you feeling? She said, I just feel like God's dealing with my heart, but I don't feel anything specific. I said, same exact thing is happening to me. I feel like God continues to open my heart to Ironton, but I don't feel a go and I don't feel a no. So they called and they said, are you available for Easter? You got to understand as an evangelist, you are never available for Easter. My Easter's are scheduled years in advance. But this Easter, I schedule myself home because my daughter and her fiance were going to be home for Easter. So I said, let's just take the weekend off and stay home. And so you all called, and you didn't ask for me to just come back whenever. You said, can you come back for Easter? I said, my God, have mercy. And so I said, well, I'll get out of this. I'll call Ashley, ask her if she wants to go down to Ironton. She bougie too. <laughs> I said, y'all want to go down to Ironton? She said, sure. <laughs> like, you ain't helping. You ain't helping. Go pray. <laughs> so we got the plan together to come down here for Easter morning. And early Easter morning, I was sitting in my office at home, and the Lord moved on me and said, I want you to release your name to run for pastor in Ironton. I called Bishop Stark, and we prayed over the phone, and we both felt good about it in the Holy Ghost. And then on April the 30th, my phone rang that afternoon, and Brother Wimp, I think, was on the other line. He said, hello, pastor. Uh, 
I've been telling that story over and over and more times than I can count the past month. And in most conversations that I've had with people about Ironton, almost everyone said something like this. I have family in Ironton. I know someone who lives in Ironton. Evidently, everybody in Ohio knew about you but me. <laughs> they said things like this. That used to be one of the strongest churches in our fellowship. Mm. One man said, I remember when that church was on fire. Mm. I heard that church has an amazing story. And this was one of my favorites I received in a text message from Pastor Joel Urshan in Cincinnati. He said, Ironton, Ohio is rich with apostolic history and is ripe for a great harvest. I believe it. Have you ever met someone that all they do is talk about the glory days? Their favorite thing to talk about is the good old days, how it used to be. That's what it felt like was happening in most of my conversations with people about Ironton and greater faith. They talked about the glory days of this church, the good old days. But friend, I'm done looking backwards. The greatest days of Greater Faith Apostolic Church in this region are yet to come. I'm going to tell you right now in the Holy Ghost that this church is going to be talked about again. Mm. People will talk about God's glory in this city. People will talk about Ironton being a revival center in the state of Ohio. People will talk about an entire city changing because of the work that God is doing in this region. Proverbs tells us that without a vision, the people perish. Mm. You've been spending all your time looking in the rearview mirror. You better pay attention to the warning label. Objects are closer than they appear. Your past will overtake you, and you will live your todays in your yesterdays if you don't shift your view forward. Greater Faith Apostolic Church will not perish. This is going to be a church of vision, of destiny, and of promise. Hey! Hallelujah! Sister Burton, I want you to come up here if you would for just a moment. Sister Burton came and shared something with me a couple weeks ago. And when she shared it, I said, would you please write that down? Because at some point, the Holy Ghost 
is going to prompt me to have you share that with the church. And it had been a few weeks ago. I couldn't remember exactly what it was. And she came to church today. She said, I wrote it down. I said, can I read it again and familiarize myself with it again? And when I read it, I was like, oh, my, today's the day. Come on up here, Sister Burton. You can put that right there. And I want you to read what the Lord gave you because this is from the Lord. Good morning, Greater Faith. Um, I have a few things I want to share with you or something that I want to share with you that the Lord has showed me. Have you ever had a dream that when you woke up, you believed it was real? Yeah. Uh, well, I have been blessed to have many dreams, and I believe even visions. Um, I've had many about the return of backsliders. The church was full, actually overflowing. And many of them, which was your family. A couple of weeks ago here in the church, it was on a Wednesday night, and my hubby was up giving the word. And uh, the Lord had brought this to my mind. And in the book of Proverbs, 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. I said, yes, Lord, that's true. And he said to me, don't let your vision become an optical illusion. Let's keep believing and trusting in God. Because he's not done yet. We're, this church is going to overflow. Come on, if you receive that, would you just stand to your feet right now? That was a prophetic word for this congregation. Ah, hallelujah. It's going to overflow here in Ironton. And I'll tell you right now, an optical illusion is something that deceives you into thinking uh, that you are seeing what you had hoped to see. Uh, but honey, we haven't seen anything yet. Uh, don't you settle for anything you've seen so far uh, because God's got greater for this church. Friend of mine, this is and always will be a one God. Jesus' name, Holy Ghost filled, holiness believing, devil stomping, God glorifying, community impacting, miracle believing, life transforming, fivefold ministry church. Greater faith, you will be one of those that turn your world upside down. You may be seated. The reason I loved what Pastor Urshan said so much is this. He did not say Ironton, Ohio was rich with apostolic history. He said, Ironton, Ohio is rich with apostolic history. He didn't say it was ripe for revival. He said, Ironton is ripe for a great harvest right now. No longer will we say we were, but from now on, we are and we will. 
You know what happens when people lose their vision? Verse told us they perish. And it's not just them. Everything and everyone around them begins to wither also. When we lose our vision, the law of entropy starts to take control. I call it the decay of time. When people don't have a vision to look to, I want you to hear this. Kingdom degradation begins to take place. There is a shift in our greatest investments. Anybody remember what those are? Our time, our treasure, and our talents. We begin to invest our time, our talent, and our treasure into the temporal and into the carnal when we don't have vision. We begin to cultivate. This is powerful. you got to hear this. The Lord gave me this this morning. We begin to cultivate division because of lack of vision. Division is not the same as disunity. I can come to the house of God every week and get along with everybody, but my only vision is for me. I have a vision for my future, my career, my finances, my goals, my talents, my fun, my pleasure, my, 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 me, me, me. When my primary vision is my life, I will always be in contradiction with God's vision for the church. Well, that was better than you clapped, but. Matthew 16 and 25 says, for whosoever will lose his life, excuse me, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The reason people perish for lack of vision is because they begin to live for themselves instead of living for the kingdom. Our opening text perfectly paints a picture of a people without vision. The people were neglecting God's house in every aspect. The people were unfaithful. How long will you stay in your sealed houses? They just wanted to stay home and be left alone. They lost vision for God's house. They were frustrated in their own house. Pleasure and self and self-sustenance became the preeminent priority in their life. Greater faith, it appears to me that this church, hear me because I'm pastoring you right now. It appears to me that this church has been stuck for a little while. And it happened before your previous pastor resigned. And I know I'm online right now. I read through some of the minutes from this church's business meetings that dated years ago. And there was a previous pastor expressing to the church his frustration about non-commitment. He described a lack of commitment in attendance and finance and in fervor. I wasn't here then and I can't speak to the reasons why that might have been the case back then. But what I can tell you is this, it stops now. And today, we start a new course. Today, we unite behind a new vision. 
Today we lose our life so he can save it. Today we abandon any lack of commitment. Greater Faith Apostolic Church, I declare to you in Jesus' name that it is time to build the house. We will build this house with vision. We will build this house with revival. We will build this house with infrastructure. We will build this house in five-fold ministry. We will build this house in his favor. We will build this house with sacrifice. We will build this house with labor. We will build this house with selflessness. We will build this house in faithful attendance. We will build this house in finance and we will build this house in faith in Jesus name that's the only way to build the house Psalms 127 says except the Lord build the house they labor in vain that build it except the Lord keep the city the watchman waketh but in vain we will build this house Biblically, Jesus is our architect. He is our master builder. He is the chief cornerstone. And we will build his house the way he wants it, not the way we prefer it. We will build it according to his word. I'm almost finished. Habakkuk chapter 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Mm -hmm. Habakkuk said, Make it plain. There's timing involved in the vision. It will come. And then all of a sudden he says, almost seems out of context, he says, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. You know what he was talking about right there? He's talking about when there's resistance in your heart against the vision, your soul is lifted up. He tucked it up right in there when he was talking about vision. He said, you better watch out because when you feel something, be bristled in your spirit that says, well, I'm not so sure about that. I don't think I like that. He's saying your soul is upright in you and you need to be careful because the vision shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.